So hi, we are back. How are you, Harsh? And what have you been up to? Hi, Raj. I'm good. How you been? So yeah. So from the last time, I guess I did a few things and only normal work. What about you? I'm good, uh, and I think uh, since we met last, uh, we began cycling after that. Yes. So that has been a good and a positive change from my routine. Actually, not just that I wake up uh, even more early, but I my days start with more energy. So that's uh, that's what I've been up to. Uh, and uh, before we begin uh, talking about the topic today, tell me how did it come to you? The strange combination of it. Oh, so. I was just thinking, and uh, so the idea of each of my topic is to connect very disconnected things that would never have a common thread. And when I thought about the first part of the topic, I thought that what would be the least connected to it. And yeah, and I came to that conclusion, and then I drew like a line that connects the two, and that is how our topic came to the existence. So uh, our topic we need to tell the viewers is lights and rejection or refusal. So it is a like a very strange topic as Raj said, but uh, here we are trying to connect it. Yeah, and so, while writing, I thought uh, you must have found out some deep connection between the two, and that was what I was trying to explore. And I did manage to connect a few threads uh, which i think in the course for conversation will come to but yes it was quite uh, disconnected quite strange to think of those two in the same thought so i also like to tell the listeners that my process actually how i do the connections and how the topic comes so when i uh, so yeah as you would have realized from all our conversation and the openness that the topics are very ordinary like it's everyday things that we are trying to look at and lights for lights are like everywhere and i thought about it in like the very ordinary way as in lights and the opposite of lights is darkness so and people like automatically related with good or bad like mm. black and white and that and then i did a minor deviation from that like the Sorry, minor derivation from black, and that's how I reached to rejection and refusal. That is how I came to that. Yeah, oh. I think that that was the thing. Yeah. The dark was part of which helped me connect the two topics uh, in lights and rejection. So darkness uh, and rejection was what I could uh, connect yeah. the two. Yeah, the conversation should be about should exactly about how darkness and rejections. Have no relation and at them in all. Like we see rejection as like very something very negative and something very like like a failure, let's say, and something like you are not up to the mark or to skill I have or something like that, right? You know. But my whole idea was to connect rejection with light, so light in the sense of hope. And uh, now let's just start without uh, getting much into the. Periphery of the 
Okay, so when I began writing about lights, I have to admit, uh, I realized that I had never thought about lights in a very philosophical sense before this. So this was the first time I was sitting down to think about lights per se. Okay, or so like, let's just say you never thought about lights, lights, right? Yes, yes. Cool. Okay, and uh, I tried to approach it in a systematic way, but then I think uh, I was all the, all over the place. So first, I thought of uh, light. And I realized that there are, I see two kinds of lights around uh, us. You know, one is the human-made light, the, the electricity light, and the one is the natural one, the sunlight. Yes. So that's how I tried to think of those two things, and uh, I realized uh, uh, the I I could actually can, uh, what helped me was our previous conversation, uh, which was about you know uh, privacy, washrooms, cupboards, and that's where I. That's I think where my thoughts began. So lights, I realized uh, the the human lights are make us quite conscious. Uh, it all you know you might not actually be in the spotlight, but just being in the light makes you feel uh, you are you know constantly being observed, constantly being seen, even when you might not want to be or not in the way that you might want to be. So. And uh, sometimes I've realized when you go to some places, there are extra super bright lights, which make uh, makes me at least even more. I think uncomfortable sometimes when there is more light than required. I feel uh, <laughs> uncomfortable on a lot of grounds. One, I feel it is a waste. Yeah. <laughs> we are wasting yeah. electricity, and from the natural point of view as well, nature's point of view as well. And plus, somehow, um, I don't like to be in uh, you know a lot of light i feel a decent amount of light uh, that should suffice to light up the room is good enough no need for extra uh, lights and more, i think most often uh, it ends up happening that when you are going for something where you are nervous and there you'll uh, come across these extra lights could be uh, in an interview for a job or a course or a school or something like that that's how i began thinking about uh, light uh, the human light at least per se what what do you think about it tell me so uh, when i started writing the first thought the very first thought uh, with the, with regards to light was how it's a disturbance to me in many cases <laughs> I agree. so like, like i'm walking on the road and someone will like someone these 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 days people have that white bright white flashy lights you know like led, ones, LED so. ones to just show up and be all kind of you know great people so like it's such a mood killer and the other thing is like uh and when i sleep like before i used to come for cycling i woke up at very random times okay like, yeah, like 11 12 pm whatever and most often like i wouldn't be in a deep sleep but i wouldn't be awake away because Either the house help hmm. or my mom would come and either open the curtain and there's like a full sunlight and it's right, hmm. it's right, just it will come all in my eyes hmm. or they'll switch on the light and do something like that. So it's always a disturbance for me and yeah. So until recently, I didn't even know that there are bulbs and all in which you can actually control the brightness and all. Yeah. But yeah, th- that is very helpful and yes, so that is how I came to lights as a disturbance and then like you said that light has the tendency to make you comfortable or let's say uncomfortable at positions and that while you were talking that this reminded me of how 
a stage actors the ones that perform in theater receive mm. the light and oh. like let's say they change like they are a different person when they receive that light and and are on that stage right so it transforms them into someone that they are like usually not so yeah quite interesting i think not just is uh theater artists but don't you think like even uh, common people like you and me uh, aren't we also different when we are in the light uh, in spotlight or maybe just light i, I don't, don't you i mean i've realized uh, when it's uh, evening late evening or night and when i'm sitting in my balcony i i i i realize i'm not the same person yes. as i am in the day in the light of it yeah so this happened when like in pdv right uh, mm-hmm. i used to wake up really early like oh, almost at around 6:37 and i would be on like at for the breakfast at 8 and i will i would be like really energetic and like full of life all the others would be like uh, they just collide at that time that drained out and some people like and at night so yeah I told uh, we talked about it last time right we had a group of people mm-hmm. and I used to live with four people and so me and one of my other roommates we used to sleep at around let's say 10:30 or 11 and as compared to that the other roommates would that would be like a half day for them they sleep at around 3 am and we were the centralas of the <laughs> room then yeah so and i'll be i'll be all tired or I'll, i'll be all like exhausted or even if i'm in the right like let's say energy level i won't be as full of life or as energetic as i am and if you uh, if you have noticed like you would tend to have more philosophical more let's say uh, deep thoughts in the night as compared to the morning right true Yeah. but uh, yes that's what uh, even i realized that uh, when i started thinking about light as a you know uh, a space uh, where we are more conscious mm-hmm. uh, like we talked about uh, even in our last conversation that uh, outside our washrooms bedrooms yeah. uh, and those places we are conscious and over there we can let our guards down so i i even initially even i thought about lights as uh, you know where we are uh, under which we are uh, a bit more conscious uh, thinking more actively about how uh, we perceive the world and mo- more so than that how the world perceives us yeah. during the night i think we can let our guards down we are uh, a bit more comfortable especially if you are at your a familiar place not particularly your home it could be with friends or some other place which are you are comfortable with uh, you are much more uh uh you know easy on yourself and you don't let uh, the consciousness get to you so much you let subconsciousness work uh, itself so yeah i that's what i figured that uh, lights when out when lights are out when it's dark it is kind of uh, a layer of some uh, privacy there in in the dark there is some kind of privacy uh, which you can enjoy with uh, other people or with your own self Uh, yeah. Yes. So, this like makes me think like we wear some masks <laughs> when we are in the light, and whenever it's dark, we remove the mask because no one can actually see us, right? Exactly. So, no matter if we are wearing it or we are not wearing the mask, we are still safe. So, in that way, yeah. So, darkness and light, they have like a strange connection. But 
what i also think is like many people think uh, these two are like opposites but i think they are complementary they cannot like exist they exist uh, like both exist at the same time they cannot exist one at a time so even when there is darkness there is some light which is always there or you wouldn't able you wouldn't be able to see right and even when there is light there are shadows which are a part of darkness right and which is how it works and it's not that it's not like black and white ki black hai to pura black hai ya white hai to pura white hai it cannot be like that it's gray that is some congruence and something definitely yes i i agree with you both of them are complementary it's not like uh, light is bad or dark is good or anything like it definitely there will be times when we would appreciate darkness and we would also like times when uh, we would like the light so for example if we uh, we are feeling vulnerable or something like that we might want to be in the dark we might appreciate the darkness but on the other hand uh, light allows you to be seen so when you are achieving something when there's the, yes when you are doing some good things you would want to be in light like literal and metaphorical as well you wouldn't want to be uh, in the dark when you are doing good things when you are achieving something when you are winning something so both of them uh, are part and parcel of it i think and they like you said are complementary to each other rather than being uh, contradictory to each other like lights give you validation in some sense and exactly. darkness gives you the space that you need in order to be deserving that validation right exactly yes yeah so Coming to the second part, so the main thread of connection of mind between lights and rejections, or how lights are the same no matter how how many times you switch it on and switch it off. It's not like you if you sit with a eye mask, the light will feel bad and then go is not receiving my light, so I'll go down and I'll feel low about it. And that's such a strange thing in our culture especially. I don't know about the globe and the world around, but uh when rejection is there when someone refuses you tend to be insecure you tend to judge your own self that i am not capable to do that thing or something is wrong with me so i yeah so this often happens with me like i wouldn't want to go to someone's place for dinner let's say a relative's place and i would want to say just a straight no right but they wouldn't understand and I'll have to make up with excuses, or I have to make up with reasons, and something of of that sort to like not make them question their own self, and not also to save myself from whatever questions they'll ask if I say no. Right? They'll nobody will accept a no without uh, further questions or further validation for why the no is said. So yeah, so that is that was the main connection of my like. Uh, I think people and relationships and bonds should be like like when there is when they are switched off, they should be on with the same intensity and the same amount of brightness. It's not like if you switch it off or if you say no, then the intensity should go lower. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I was saying that lights and rejection so. Lights are lights. They don't change if you say no or you increase or like yeah. If you change the color or anything that happens won't affect the light. Okay. It's indifferent to how you perceive. Interesting. Obviously, if you uh, 
see them no they uh go dark or they won't shine you can control them with the switches right hmm. but that one that doesn't mean that they'll not shine the next time you switch it on true so that was my main thread of connection that it's how flexible how full of integrity and how full of confidence lights are in their own selves and this is something i've observed that different lights have different effect on you i agree yes and that that is how it goes with people too so if you would have noticed this like when you go to a shop let's say a clothes shop or then you need to buy something very uh colorful or something mm. like that then there are uh, lights placed at and specific angles and specific places right hmm and the thing would look really beautiful really cool and really attractive at that point especially in the trial rooms right yeah especially in the trial rooms and it will like you'll feel like a hero and you'll yes. ready to rock the world and when you'll come home and when you wear that thing it would look like what where's the charm yeah why well, i'm looking like a joker what the hell is happening with me true true that happens that, that, that is the effect of light right So yeah, that was my connection that lights can be of any color, any intensity, but they don't change just because we don't want them or just because we say no to no to them for a certain time. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. I I actually connect uh, connected uh, rejection with light in the second half of my meandering. So first, uh, when I began to think about rejection, I was like. who writes about rejection or who wants to talk about rejection this is not a very pleasant topic to talk about because uh, you know this is one of those topics where you can't keep the personal away so yeah. you have to bring in yourself like even if you don't bring in yourself indirectly just talking about this topic brings yes. the personal in it and so i began uh, so my when i started thinking about it i actually began <laughs> the first thought that came to me was a rant against uh, society or the culture that we have where rejection is portrayed as something you know uh, like an ugly giant yes. or uh, sometimes even rejection is posed as something even worse than death so that is what i feel is uh, yeah, sorry to interrupt this reminds me of that whole uh, scenario or whole thing right in which uh, the kings and all would rather die than just <laughs> compromise or surrender exactly. right so that that is very like problematic in many angles right like in wars and stuff it makes sense but it doesn't like seem a very good idea in all the other facets of life at right? personal and collective yeah. level true yeah so rejection i started ranting about it uh, about how you know we've been brought up with an idea that rejection is something absolutely you know un acceptable ugly, ugly. and uh, like i said sometimes uh, seen as even worse worse than death but uh, yeah i feel that's what uh, harms us uh, that's what harms us in the long term as we grow up and when we internalize this idea and uh, um, you realize that you also uh, start seeing rejection uh, when in a very negative connotation which shouldn't be the case actually i feel uh, negative connotation is the worst thing rejection should be at least uh, seen a uh, neutrally if not positively i i wouldn't even want rejection to be glorified <laughs> even yeah. that wouldn't be a good idea but uh, neutrally i mean we come across stories right we come across stories of jk rowling and this and that and so many other uh, sports uh, people and celebrities influences this that uh, about 
oh i was rejected 10 times 20 times and the 31st time was uh, when it worked and all of those things so yeah that, the, i i was wondering how despite those stories we have not been able to break away uh, this negative connotation of rejection i i wonder why but on the other hand why i wouldn't want it to be glorified is because you know for every one jk rowling who makes it there would be at least thousands of writers who didn't so rejection shouldn't even be glorified but uh, i think it should be put in a much more neutral space than it is right now it is i think it is, it is in the extreme ends of negativity we should bring it out uh, from there and see it as something more uh, neutral it isn't good it isn't bad it's okay Yeah. we should be able to say it's okay to rejection just to accept it um, and and uh, i think sometimes it's good to take it in some small dosages of positivity as well i was recently watching uh, just the day before i sat down to write i was watching batman begins and there's this dialogue which i love absolutely love over there which again hit me and i could connect it over here so bruce wayne when he was very young he fell down a well and his father and the butler alfred took him out and there is this dialogue that occurs twice in that movie which is once the father thomas bruce uh, thomas wayne asks it and the other time it's alfred who says it the dialogue is why do we fall and the brilliant answer to it is so that we can learn to pick ourselves up and that's how i like to, i would like to see rejection not just at at a personal level i think personal level i have begun to see it like that but at a collective level that's how i think we should see rejection uh, as an opportunity to rise uh, as something okay as, a, as something understand understandable rather than this uh, giant uh, ugly giant that we just try to avoid and uh, reject <laughs> we reject rejection that's the irony of it indeed <laughs> yeah that was my first half what do you think about it so yeah like glorification absolutely like it should not be glorified the problem with the glorification is like if we will be complacent we will not give our best that is what will like uh, hinder our progress and if we get very easy very like casual with rejection then the problem is like we wouldn't even sit to think about it right that's hmm. the point i guess that's what people meant when they said don't like when they try to like Uh, monsterized hmm. rejection that you need to give your best or you'll be rejected. So it's they used it as a kind of motivation, but it hasn't worked out well to be very honest. And hmm. it has worked very opposite way. So like people are afraid of rejection, and this is so very true in terms of like let's say relationships and when they when people want to propose or when they want to ask out, like. it's a very simple thing in my opinion mm. that you go and you just ask out that person that hey uh, mm. like yeah i like you and what's your thought about it mm. maximum they say no and if if you are unfortunate they will stop talking to you mm. maximum that's the worst case scenario that can happen but yeah and the whole idea like and what i realized that realized that in most of the cases uh then someone says no they don't want to cut you off hmm. right that that is the most common case unless you are a very bad person for them they won't cut you off and which is why like it's a very normal thing and that is what like oaks me like it destroys many relationship in that matters like when people don't say no because they are 
हाँ सो दिस इज एक्जैक्टली द ऑपोजिट साइड ऑफ रिजेक्शन सो वी वर टॉकिंग रिजेक्शन नाउ आई वुड लाइक टू सी वॉट द रिजेक्टर फील्स अबाउट इट राइट सो ऑफन लाइक दिस इज वेरी कॉमन स्पेशली इंडिया दिस इज लाइक ड्रॉप कॉमन यू गो टू अ शॉप एंड यू कैंट स्टेप आउट जस्ट आफ्टर लाइक Let's say window shopping, as it's called. You need to buy something, or you will feel very guilty or very mm. odd about it, right? And this is very common. Like restaurant, maybe jaake you need to like order, order something, something or it, <laughs> even uh, if it might be the cheapest coffee yeah, or yeah. this food item. What? What? You can't come out, and that's very like problematic. And like you feel that you are. Uh, ostracizing them in some sense or like let's say uh rejecting their whole idea of existence like you are uh, cancelling their existence so which is very problematic so that also bears a certain guilt so and that is also a re- reason why like coming back to relationships that uh, asking out is very problematic that the person will think and weigh the options in such a manner that the rejecter or the person who has been asked me also think that unabadis or if i'll say no that the person will like uh, walk out hmm. and it will be like hurt the other person you yeah, just don't want to hurt, hurt yeah. the other person that that's the word hmm. hurt they are like no isn't equal to hurting people that's very basic in itself but it's not hmm. highly understood so that's like a very sad thing and yeah you perfectly right Uh, mentioned it that the irony is like we are rejecting rejections. <laughs> exactly, and I, interestingly, the 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 thought that uh, you talked about the line of thought about uh, relationships, uh, relationships and everything. That's exactly what I came to in the second half when I started uh, thinking about uh, uh, rejection in the context of light. So I realized how. to begin with i realized how sometimes when we are sitting in dark in uh, in the first half we talked about how darkness or you know absence of light gives us uh, allows us to put our conscious self down and all but uh, the i think there is also an ugly side to it uh, about darkness when we are sitting in darkness um, i think we are on some random uh, train uh, trains of thought and sometimes we end up uh, doing a lot of things that we um, other people or society might do to us in light for example be it rejection be it judging we end up doing those things to ourselves when we are sitting uh, alone with ourselves in dark and that's when i realized that uh, darkness also is a dark side <laughs> apart from being apart from being a safe space and uh, all of that private space and such but uh, yeah so i realized sometimes uh, uh be it relationships we don't try because we are afraid of rejection we don't apply for the job uh, because we think we are underqualified or we are afraid that it we won't get selected internally we want to get selected we want to work there and some, somewhere we might even know that uh, you know we are good enough to be there but just the fear of rejection keeps us away some course you might want to apply to a course somewhere you don't apply just because the fear of rejection because it might be too good for you you know that's the, all the, yeah, exactly science, yeah. we have our own notions of uh, what we deserve what we should deserve what others deserve and that's also where we bring in rejection in game and 
the worst thing I realized is that uh, more than half of the time, the the worst thing about rejection is before even your crush rejects you or the company or the college rejects you, you reject your own self. That is the worst thing one can do and I feel that uh, we should let the pleasure seeking humorless world at least have the joy of rejecting us even if it comes to that, we should not take away their pleasure. So we should not reject our own selves. That's what I realized. Uh, let the world do it if and when it is necessary. If it comes to it, let uh, others do it. But uh, we should not begin with rejection. And you know, in my own personal journey, uh, when I started writing about it, I was a bit happy that okay, I'm writing about rejection, but I haven't faced a lot of rejection in my personal life. Good, this, that, you know, be it romantically, be it professionally, be it academically, I've done mostly well throughout no such major rejection but then i i realized that why 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 is it happening with me it's not like i am some uh, god's special child i realized i have, i have not faced a lot of rejections because i have not not taken a lot of risks in my life i've i'm the kid who has played safe most of the time i knew the odds are in my favor only then i bet so that's how i faced a less rejections and that, that realized that fuck i have spent so many years of li my life playing safe, not taking risks, uh, letting a lot of opportunities go, not trying, just not trying basically. So that's how uh, it was a revelation to me that, uh, okay, uh, less rejections just means you are not trying enough. That's the only thing. Yes. This, this is like a famous story. Uh, I don't know if it exists or if I'm just making up that uh, the bird does not fly just because people said that it doesn't have wings. Hmm. When it actually has. So it's not the bird. You internalize the external yeah. idea about your yeah. own self. That how how mad can it be than that? And you don't even try. That's yeah. the worst part, right? Like I think that internal rejection is what is the core problem hmm. here, right? If you don't have that uh, fear of rejection in yourself, you'll be very easy. And you won't even, it also goes the other way. You won't even feel bad or it won't even affect you the least if you are like not afraid of rejection, right? Mm. If you ask someone and they say no, you'll be okay. If you say no to them, you'll also be fine that if I can mm. say no, they also have the right to say no. Mm. And which is how like, it's very cool in that way, that, which is how people function and I've been trying that. I don't know how successful or uh, unsuccessful I have been in that, but I feel very uh, comfortable for saying no. And I feel have, with all the things in mind, the best bonds are built when people don't think twice before saying no. Hmm. Right? When you don't have that internal rejection system, you are yourself. And you'll yeah. also be most vulnerable to that person, right? Hmm. So if I come to you and I, if I share my problems, then that's what it means, right? I won't even ask you hmm. because I'll know that if you want to say no, you'll say I'm not in the position to listen to you right now. That takes away hesitation from you. Yeah. Sometimes we hesitate uh, in sharing something with your friends, thinking that we might put them in a spot. But if you know that that person is comfortable enough yeah. saying no, it gives you confidence that I can just walk up to them. If they are okay with it, they'll say yes. Otherwise, they'll just say no. Like, and yeah, the very another problem with no and rejection is like, it's like, abhi na bola to something very weird, right? Yeah, it it's like it's like a simple thing, right? You go to a shopkeeper and that 
person might not have something at that point of time which he or she cannot give to you or you can not take from them but you'll go to them at another time and they might be happy to give you that interesting metaphor yeah. so that is how it works right and it's very like and it's and this is how like i come to the start of it that when i talked about relatives like hmm If the shopkeeper tells me no, I start disliking the shopkeeper because उसने ना बोले how dare he or she whoever they are and that that's very problem yeah true and and I could relate uh, even the other part of it the other side of rejection which you mentioned uh, the ones rejecting uh, I I've, I've realized that sometimes we end up uh, becoming uh, you know we tend to be people pleasers a lot. Yeah. and uh, we take the burden on ourselves even without that person or others telling us so i i i uh, till a very very long time i found it extremely difficult to say no to someone it could be something as small as uh, you know meeting them or just uh, calling them or something as big as uh, could be anything but yeah i found it quite difficult to say no but lately la- since last i would say some years I've started realizing that it's okay to say no. I've quite normalized it for myself. I say no when if and when I feel like it and I've realized it isn't really harming my relations with other people. It it is quite okay. Sometimes they might feel bad I will as but they understand. More or less people understand and uh, yeah, it also allows them to you know it gives them the space and comfort to say no to you if and when they are not comfortable so in a way i think it's good for me as well rather than dragging the person without the wish they so yeah i think that has worked out uh, well for me so again there i feel uh, normalizing rejection on both the sides not just accepting it but even g- handing it out so to add to your point like i feel no also acts like a filter right when you say no let's say uh, I tell you no several times and you don't understand my point of view. You just walk away from me and will not be in a hmm. good relationship. So in a way, it filtered out your <laughs> people in the way that you could only have people with similar ideology hmm. like yours, right? Hmm. If I'm comfortable saying hmm. no to you every time I ask you, and you are also comfortable to me hmm. saying no to me every time I ask you, hmm. then that kind of balance and we are in the same. Uh, frequency of our mindset right hmm. but if i say uh, no to you every time and you start feeling bad hmm. there's something that skewed it skews the relationship yeah, and i feel that communication is lacking in some way or the other which is not happening because hmm. the no is affecting some so yeah i feel it filters out and that's how you know you get the best people that actually understand you yes so it helps you to build your own social network or whatever you may call it definitely it, it helps us uh, in our uh, relationships not just the existing ones but even the new ones that we yes. make and overall it, it's a good idea even in the family not just friends and outside but uh, like you said <laughs> it can be quite a task to say no within the family even yes. more difficult than outside but once you start practicing it it uh, i think it pays off uh, for you at least it it uh, saying a no uh t- takes you a long way in uh, you know improving your own uh, uh, mental health i feel it, it takes a lo- lot of load away from your mind it eases you and i think eventually the world or the people in your life start coping with it 
sooner or later yeah that's what i've realized like, yeah you get comfortable and eventually you get also get a time to introspect both the parties actually that why the person would have said no or why would i receive a no true because sometimes you like are not in a position to say the exact reason why mm. you said no like you may not like the person right because mm. you or she or they whoever they might be would have some issues with them they, not, they might be creepy to you or they might be uh, uh invading your boundaries in a way that you wouldn't like and that's why you said no mm. and maybe that also gives like a chance to you know retrospect and see if things are going wrong mm. and if there is a chance to improve and that is when asking why also uh comes handy at times but it's very uh, choosy i can say you you don't ask why every time because no itself is in a statement hmm. amitha bachchan made our movie to popular <laughs> to be yeah so so that was the connection between lights and rejection so yeah people should be like lights no matter how how many times you switch it off you say no hmm it should shine with the same intensity to you and should complement yeah, it should complement your darkness also True. And it shouldn't hinder your darkness. That is how spaces also come into your picture. True. Creating sub spaces within a larger space where you exist with your social circle right. or family or romantic relationship or anything. Compartment. Yes, exactly. Nice meandering. <laughs> I've written a lot. You will have to edit out a lot. So lights and rejection was quite a fun topic. I when I began, I didn't. uh think it will go well i thought i might uh, hit a speed breaker and i wouldn't know what to write but it turned out to be quite interesting right. so one of the one also the reasons that i took light because like i do photography and it's all about light people think that it's only about like uh light like hmm. bright hoy to bright hoga to hi acha photo aayega but it's also the opposite hmm. like most of my work is based on the opposite thing right hmm. i do the light painting hmm. and that and in that you just need like need to move the light in a certain way to produce what you want and that whole premise is on is based on darkness so hmm. if i have some light even some light entering it differ the changes let me that is how, how light became so important to me that actually makes sense it it makes me realize how we have preconceived notions about uh, right. lightness and darkness and we associate certain things and activities only with light or darkness but yeah it might be fun to challenge them like you did with your photography i think it, that would be quite interesting but yeah like also like literally we talked about dark spaces as being safe but outside it's exactly the opposite right and hmm. at night it's not safe to go out Hmm. at night like if if the road is not well lit hmm. you will hesitate to go there even if you are like let's say irrespective of what sex you are right? hmm. even if you are a man even if you are a woman even if you belong to the any other genders that are there you would feel a bit insecure or a bit afraid to go there because you might not know what hap- what happened like you are afraid of the dark hmm definitely so that, that, that also that uh, combination is also very interesting to ponder upon darkness in unknown spaces can be quite tricky yes ha so 
it's not the darkness that we are afraid of it's the uncertainty, uncertainty. that we are afraid of which is why you are okay mm. to live so casually in darkness at your home if you are mm. some people are actually afraid of darkness which is uh, which has very different causes and all the ghosts and that <laughs> That makes sense. That was it, I guess. Is there anything else to add? No, I think uh, that's it from my side. I had uh, quite a bit of fun ranting, meandering, <laughs> and connecting uh, <laughs> to <laughs> seemingly unconnectable things. It was fun. Uh, like I said, triangle dots, not even triangle. I think sometimes it became a square. <laughs> sometimes it became a circle. But yeah, connecting various thoughts uh, was quite fun. and uh, it was a revelation about my own self and about uh, internal self plus how i myself uh, as an agent in society perceive things and uh, ideally how i would want them so it was a good uh, uh, introspection as well plus a good realization uh, helped me think clearly about these topics actually it was quite fun and i was quite satisfied when i finished writing and i read what i myself had uh, written You felt happy, right? Yes, yes, yes. I did it too, but like while I was writing, I wasn't like I was somewhat tired and I was so like somewhat low. I thought that that the journey I got might not be one of the best works that I have, and it turned like I, even while I was writing, I wasn't as fluent as I usually be, but it turned out pretty well. Like I was in a zone that I wasn't in realizing how good or bad it will be, and I was just. Going with the flow, so yeah, it like writing in a way helps you to connect with yourself better. And when the topics are not con like not limited or not there are no boundaries, you explore a lot more about yourself than you ever explore in some other ways. Definitely. Plus, thoughts in our head. All these thoughts I had in my head, but all of them are muddled. But when I when I sat down to write. i could understand them more clearly because now they were in front of me on the screen in an organized manner so i could make sense of it otherwise these thoughts uh, in our when they exist only in our heads they are a lot more muddled and they don't make such i would say active sense to you passively they you might have these notions and they might make some odd sense here or there but actively and cohesively they don't make sense to you only when i wrote it uh, thread or the theme emerged and clarity emerged above all it's like you have the seeds of thought in your mind but they don't actually become trees yes. unless you put them on paper true true yeah yeah so i guess that is all for this time see you later bye 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 bye